0: Hello everyone and welcome to another playoff edition of the Rank Rat Report podcast. We got a guest on two times in a row we got a guest. Absolutely wild. We got Josh. I guess we can't call you Josh from Leicester anymore. You're 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 moving out of there?
1: Almost. Yeah, but you can keep the nickname if you want. Thanks for having me again. Always a pleasure, Joe.
0: <laughs> All right. So we're going to dive into what is going on in these playoffs. I mean, they've been incredibly close for almost every series. And the only series that haven't been close have just been absolute upsets. What do you what do you think about the playoffs overall so far, Josh?
1: I mean, I feel like it gets crazier and crazier every year at this point. It's... I don't even know what to say about what we just saw tonight with Columbus and then the Islanders sweeping Tampa and Pittsburgh respectively. I don't think you could find one person who thought that that was going to happen, those two results. Like, I... I it's wild it's kind of starts to remind me of march madness a little bit honestly like the upsets the games are all so exciting it's it's, there's nothing like the stanley cup playoffs man i love it it's been crazy
0: absolutely nothing at all i mean the only downside of this you know that they're going to use this as leverage to keep this playoff format for years to come even though you know we all have opinions about it but anyways can't complain they've been absolutely awesome we're gonna dive into a little bit of uh, our thoughts on this New York Islanders-Pittsburgh, the, the the sweeps that just happened. I mean, first off, let's let's get into uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning because this this is an upset for the ages. I've never seen anything like this. We saw Detroit lose to the eight seed Edmonton Oilers in '06, but nothing like this. Take us through your thoughts, Josh.
1: I mean. Uh, starting from game one, you see Tampa get the three nothing lead. Like I don't think any everyone's like ah oh, this series is over. Three nothing already, Tampa Bay's up in the game one, it's not even gonna be close. From the second that Columbus scored that first goal of the series, they completely dominated the next three and a half games. It was crazy. And things just seemed to get go from bad to worse for Tampa. It was like compounding mistakes. I think Hedman's injury obviously was a huge factor, even when he played. I mean, we saw him get dangled twice, like he did not look good. And then he had to sit out the last two games. The Kucherov suspension, another, just a bonehead play. And then add on, all to, add on to all that, like they just didn't play that well overall. Columbus really did, for the most part, look like a, the better team. This wasn't, this didn't feel like, oh, we had a fluke sweep or a fluke sweep. How could it be a fluke if it's a sweep as well? I mean... Bobrovsky stood on his head like we talked about last episode that's the key for Columbus and mm-hmm. I mean he he played amazing Vasilevsky really didn't play very well that hurt Tampa as well but mm-hmm. I I mean it was honestly after that first period and a half of the first game I didn't even think it was that close it really felt like Columbus took it to Tampa and it was hey congrats to that to that team for their first ever playoff series win which is crazy the circumstances that it happened upsetting one of the best teams of all time but I mean It was just unbelievable this is completely
0: wild I mean from watching from what I watched tonight I started watching in the second period Tampa Bay did not look like a team for what half of this game they did not look like a team that was on the ropes it looked like they planned the vacation already and then you saw them get into it I mean Vasilevsky I mean he didn't have the greatest series but he really did keep them in this game here I mean he made a couple of awesome saves from what I saw but just I don't know and then it's gonna be interesting I mean this was their year and you gotta admit this is their year to win because now changes are gonna come in the offseason I mean Braden Point how much is that kid gonna make he's gonna he's gonna be able to buy so many yachts after this offseason that's all I'm gonna say but I mean congrats to the Blue Jackets. they just I don't know if it's outwilled them the, the build of the roster but it, they were awesome. They were awesome, and they they really did put a lot of people. Uh, behind. They destroyed everyone's brackets. They took everyone's brackets and they used it as toilet paper. That's all I gotta say with that one.
1: <laughs> it was crazy. And I see a, see a couple people like maybe calling for John Cooper to get fired. Like in my mm-hmm. opinion, he's a great coach. At some point, the players got to play, right? Like, how could you yeah. blame this this on him specifically? What could he have done differently? He, he put like the team. The team didn't show up. Plain and simple, the team laid an egg. I mean, it's disappointing. you got to wonder. I I assume there will be some changes. I think it's a supremely talented roster top to bottom. I don't think they should have any overreactions, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Definitely. It's it's a shocker. I mean, I I think we joked on the last podcast with our gambling expert, Johnny, that Columbus was, uh, whatever, 45 or 50 to 1 to sweep Tampa. And we joked that... Bet your paycheck
0: on it. Exactly. Have. I He's actually I know. I would have been laughing at the bank. But uh, one player that I actually do want to point out from Columbus, this kid Alex Texier. Have you if you had any have you watched him at all? I mean obviously in the series you've had to watch him, yeah, he I was mean, awesome. I don't
1: know. He he looked great again tonight. It was insane. The, the Frenchman first goal was an absolute snipe. It was incredible.
0: I swear to God, what two seasons ago this guy was playing in the France League. And he looked awesome tonight. I I mean, he was drafted higher than a lot of people expected. Well, because he was coming from the France League. Which, for reference, bad ECHL players go there and they rip it up. So, to see him come out, I mean, it's playoffs, I guess it's who steps up. And we thought that Tampa Bay had a plethora of fantastic players that could have stood up and destroyed Columbus, but... We just did not see enough of it, so.
1: No, it is crazy, like you said, Tampa has all those studs, and you watch a kid who played two career NHL games, played half the season mm-hmm. in the finish league this year, and he comes in and rips two goals. Like, it's it's wild, man, it's it's crazy. It's, it it's is. nothing. You can't even describe a team like Columbus coming in and sweeping Tampa. It's just, it's crazy, man. I it love is. it, I love, love
0: it. it. Let's move on to the, the other, just completely bonkers series um in the islanders and the penguins and i mean you gotta pat yourself on the back there with that jordan eberly's gotta step up holy hell
1: so did say that the series wouldn't even be close but
0: mm, i did too <laughs> i
1: thought that was gonna be because pittsburgh was gonna sleep the islanders and that was incorrect i mean another surprise to me i super down on the islanders but Credit to them, they came out, played hard every single game, all four games, good good overall effort in all four games, and again, we always talk about the goalies, but it's the difference. Robin Leonard played amazing all four games, mm-hmm. and it changes tears, especially tonight. He was he was a brick wall. Was awesome. He was yeah, awesome. I did team. say Jordan Everly, he did step up, he's been pretty good. I'll, I will pat myself on the back for that, <laughs> but I mean, all I got to say now is this Eastern Conference is wide open. Whoever one of Toronto or Boston, whoever wins that series, Kansas have gone to win the Stanley cup this year, or at least to make it to the finals. Like,
0: oh yeah. The cup is fine. Because I mean, uh, we haven't talked much about Washington, but I don't think there's much to say there, but I a hundred percent agree. I mean, what anyone could get, it seems to the, especially for coming from the Toronto Boston series. I think whoever, uh, comes out of that series is going to beat columbus and i know it's a little early to say that but and especially after what we just watched i mean columbus just manhandled the top team in the league but i just I, i don't know i still think that whoever comes out of that series is going to be in the conference finals but to touch a little bit on this penguins series i mean i don't know what it was from what i saw the islanders they got a chance they buried it i mean Matt Murray didn't play great, and in the playoffs, you need your goalie to to get hot like he did, like we saw him and Fleury do a couple years ago, and that led to the Stanley Cup. We just haven't seen it from him the past two playoffs. I'm not saying move on from him. I'm not saying he's a bust. I'm not saying he's trash, but y- you need that extra little boost from your goaltender back there. But aside from him, I don't think it was just him. There was just not enough production from the big guys as well i mean looking at this series like they just didn't get enough run support either where were your big guys and uh, the one thing that's going to be interesting coming out of this series is how are the islanders going to play in brooklyn ugh trash rink right there i mean
1: that's that's honestly a game changer for them because the atmosphere in that barn in the coliseum is insane I it's
0: mean, completely nuts
1: those fans are crazy compared to brooklyn where half the corner of the stadium is taken up by a car like it's a hockey the I mean, car <laughs> you should not play hockey in that stadium and that that will that will come be. A, i mean a definitely negative for them going forward as silly as it sounds but hey for now they should enjoy their sweep i mean good good on them i thought they played really
0: well i thought they played better than they did when i watched them in the regular season Still don't think they're not hundred percent but hey,
1: to take down a, a a team like Pittsburgh with that much playoff experience, with that not much
0: pedigree, with that much pedigree, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Tip of the cap. Tip of the cap to that one. Uh, I also want to point out, uh, I believe Matt Barzal had himself a nice little series as well. I was I was a little bit curious to see what would happen. I mean, he's what twenty years old right now. I would i I was really really curious to see how he would uh react in such a series playing such a good team and playing such a team with that much playoff pedigree and I mean kudos to him again kudos to him he was he was very very good as well assisting on the uh assisting on that that the ot winner I mean that ot winner that assist that he had in the in the first game was completely nasty as well so we're gonna move on from this one. We gotta—I mean, I know both of us been itching because we haven't talked about the Leafs in uh, a couple minutes now. But the Leafs in Boston. Now this is this is everything you want in a playoff series and more. What have you seen so far from this from both teams?
1: Uh, it, like you said, it's been a great series. I don't even think that's a biased take as a as a Leafs fan. It's been back and forth. First game, I thought the Leafs played really well. Uh, It wasn't, uh, they didn't dominate or anything, but they played better than Boston and they won. The second game was, in my opinion, almost a disaster for the Leafs. I love the way they bounced back in Game 3. I thought Mike Babcock maybe had his best coaching effort of the entire season in Game 3. And it started right from the start, I don't know if you noticed, but he started the Matthews line. uh, To start the game on the opening draw, they had about 30-40 seconds of a good shift. Change for Tavares to line match with Bergeron. But right after that shift, the Taveras line had, he put Matthews right back out there. And I'd love to see that. It's showing that he was gonna go back to his studs, put Faith in the top two lines, which are obviously gonna be needed to be leaned on a little more now that Kadri's out. And you know what, they delivered in my opinion. I thought both those lines had a great game. And I thought Taveras was great, especially defensively. I mean, he's been a difference so far from last year, this year, not that Kadri, isn't a good shutdown center, because he is, we know he mm-hmm. is, but I mean, what that line's been able to do to the Bergeron line has been really the, the difference in the series so far. And then uh, another guy who most people were ragging on the first two games was Andreas Janssen, and he just had a terrific game all around. The goal was nasty that he scored, oh, yeah. and they it, it, it really played well, and people have been... A little hard on Anderson, especially at the end of the year. I think he's been so steady for us in this series. Even in the game two loss, I thought he was great. I mean, he, if he keeps playing like this, I think I think we'll be able to take the series from Boston's end. I think uh, obviously they need that first line to step up. Yeah, I saw hundred oh, percent. Line rushes today. They're keeping them together. There was some rumors if they were going to move past the, the second line, but for them, it's the, that's the key to the series. And I think uh, I think Alex said it last podcast that it's really. They, they have a good team, but the bulk of their production comes from that one line. The and majority, shut yeah. shut down that one line, you, you see it, it. It changes the game. I don't know what you think, but I think if the Leafs can continue to manage the damage that the Bergeron line does five-on-five, five, I mean, they're going to get theirs on the power play. We know that. But mm-hmm. in terms of five-on-five, five, I think that's the key to
0: taking this series. 100%. And uh, I think the biggest difference between last year and this year, it's night and day. As you said, with the addition of Tavares, what I noticed was last year... When that Matthews line wasn't rolling, it it was a completely different game. It looked like we were battling uphill. But the Matthews line wasn't quite, quite rolling right off the bat in game one. They were a little bit quiet in game two. But the difference maker was that Tavares line. Marner, Tavares, and Hyman too. You got to hand it to him. Even though I think sometimes he sweeps up the ice more than a Zamboni. He, that line is completely incredible. They've shut down that Boston line. And as you said, without that line, who? what do they, what do they got? Chara looks slow. We've not seen enough from any of the other D. I mean, Tory Krug is pretty good too, but, and David Krejci has had his chances, but it's just, it's not enough. It's not enough at all. And I think we're going to see a lot more of, as you said, rolling those two lines, the Matthews and Tavares line. Because when they're going, I think Boston's got a real tall task ahead of them. And not to rag on Boston. I mean all the I mean the first game was a one goal game, other than the uh or the first goal was the game was a, a close game, I must say, sorry. And then the second game, they completely outplayed us. I mean, I, I, I couldn't believe that someone had a worse performance in that building than the Leafs in game two, and that being the refs. And thank God the Leafs actually didn't play well, or I would still be steaming about that game and how poor that ref- the performance of the officiating was in that one. But And then Game 3, you see that bounce back. Holy, holy, holy. The difference that home ice makes in the playoffs is incredible. So, Game 4, Wednesday. I mean, that's that's going to be... It's going to be really interesting to see how they come out come out uh out of the gate uh what do you see happening in game four who do you see as a key player to step up
1: i thought honestly i, I the first two lines played great uh for the least i thought william nylander had a really nice night too didn't play much i think he was around 14 minutes but in terms of the weight stepping into that third line center role gave us i thought he gave us some great minutes at both ends, ends of the ice i mean they're not really giving them the best wingers there with marlo and brown even though i thought marlo had a good game for himself um I think he's going to be a key again, especially if he can chip in a goal. I mean, that would help a lot. Just for us, it's important again, even to to keep that number one line shut down. That's been, that's been the difference so far, and I trust Tavares, Marner, and like you said, the unsung hero, I guess, Zach Hyman, to uh, to do that again uh, for Boston. Uh, I, I think they need to figure out their lines. They're doing a lot of juggling with their bottom nine forwards. I think Coyle's been their best their best forward outside of those big guns even though they haven't played well either uh the back is in and out of the lineup I mean it's just been been kind of staggered for them and they need to find something some mix that works for them they're gonna they're gonna score against this Leafs team at five on five because I feel like the Leafs have had the edge so far five on five overall in the three games
0: well for sure I mean the Boston power play on or off whether the uh whether that top line is on or off, they're just they're deadly as hell. I mean, and I think game two was a really good display of what they can do in terms of damage. But yeah, as you said, I mean, if that, that, that top line's really, really got to wake up or it's it's going to be an early golfing season for them. Uh, another thing I wanted to point out, I mean, Tukorask, he's been, even in last year's series, in the playoffs, I mean, he's just been... Okay. And how many cup teams do you remember uh have, how many teams have won the cup, sorry, where their goalie has just been okay. Like something he's got to he's got to really shake it up. We've seen him win Vesnas before. We've seen him play awesome. I mean, but just meddling stats like that are just not enough in my opinion. And that's where I think the Leafs have a really, really big edge in Frederick Anderson. He's been so I mean, lights out. I
1: think his numbers are a little inflated from that Game Two game. The Leafs didn't play well. Took a lot of long range shots. Didn't have that many high danger chances. But Game One and Three, I mean, he's been thoroughly outplayed by Anderson overall, in my opinion. Uh, he just Anderson's just been more steady, making the saves when we need them. I, I think, it, not to change the subject, but to touch on one guy that I think has been terrific for the Leafs has been Jake Muzzin. I mean, this guy. The physicality he plays with and his ability so to, again, help shut down that top line has been invaluable for the Leafs. I mean, one thing we talked about before the series started was our worry about Haynesy in that top pairing with Riley mm-hmm. being matched up against yeah. that top line for Boston. But the way Babcock's done it is he's made Zaitsev Seven Muzzin his shutdown pairing and he's let the Riley pairing pay, play a little more Offensive minutes and they they I think they played well in that role a lot better than if it, the roles were switched for example if mm-hmm. were matched up against that top line. I mean sites I'm not a big fan of his I think he's a disaster with the puck in his own end But he's played well in this series in my opinion compared to how what my expectations were Oh, yeah, and I think Muzzin helps them a lot. I mean that's been you know, tip of the cap to Kyle Dubas I mean to get that guy in the lineup not only at the deadline but a month before to get him activated to his surroundings help him uh, adjust to a new system etc uh, uh, it's been huge I think he's been an X factor for us so far
0: oh yeah I think getting getting him in before playoffs uh, like that having that amount of time with a team especially as a defenseman it's huge I mean you saw what like, the first 10 games when you're with a new team even the first 15. They almost have to be like a, a write-off for a defenseman. You're dealing with new forwards, new speed, new coach, new new everything. And as a defenseman, in my opinion, when you're moved into a different scenario, when you're moved into a different environment, it impacts your game so much more than if you were a winger, if you were a, for, uh, a forward. I mean, it's it's incredible to see. And I mean... If these playoff, I mean, these playoffs have been just an ode to how good Jake Muzzin actually is. And he, you're, I agree, he has stepped up. But I got to say, that game two was, and I mean, you got to admit, the dash three in game two was a bit ugly.
1: Yeah, in game two, it wasn't it was it wasn't his best performance, but I think the whole team overall didn't play well. And not to change the subject quick here, but I can't believe that Martin Jones, again, let in a, a goal early in the game. This oh, guy, he did? is atrocious a minute into the game patch scores like
0: oh this, sorry, guy's, Jesus, absolutely. this guy's
1: killing an sharks
0: what happened like he was a league average goaltender last year always been a league average goaltender had that one incredible run to the cup but this is just absolutely ridiculous i'm actually not watching that game right now uh i don't know how they scored oh but winnipeg is buzzing against st louis right now a couple great chances it's a good shot the
1: rush rush by Pacioretty, but they make a save, man. they He just does not make the save when they need it. And I know as I said, no. he was going to come up for them big in this blast. but holy, was that wrong so far. I mean, I, I feel horrible for San Jose because if you watch this series, San Jose has been scoring goals. Like, Oh, yeah. It's been pretty even so far, five on five in my opinion. Like, Outside of that second line for Vegas, I think I would say San Jose has even had an edge in this series but my goodness like make a save when they need it make one save
0: I mean even the fact
1: they got to play from behind every game is just killer
0: even like I mean who are you gonna sit him for Aaron Dell like this is completely ridiculous and this is this is kind of a fiasco uh, that the the Sharks have on their hands for next season as well I mean how long Martin Jones is under contract for another like three years or so like for five and a a change, something's got to get figured out in this offseason by him. I don't doubt that he will, but...
1: I I thought he would play well because when you look at some of the goalies who've played poorly in the playoffs and lost their Mm -hmm. job, I mean, look at, for example, Grubauer last year. There's situations where guys are in a legitimate goaltending tandem Mm -hmm. and maybe they feel the pressure and they don't play loose in net. This guy knows. He's the guy. Their backup is the worst backup in the league. (laughs) He... He's, he's just played horrible though. I don't I don't get it. It's been it's been a disaster. There's no and
0: he's been there before, like he's been he, there before. He's been there he's been, there, there, before, he's been there and been there and back and like, ugh, just to see that as a San Jose fan you got to be absolutely fuming that you're feeling I mean, like that.
1: Even worse for San Jose, obviously Vlasic's injury hurts mm-hmm. them. I don't know how long he'll be out. Thornton suspension that was just not a smart play by him i think he knew he's getting suspended too and i've heard some rumors through my san jose grapevine that carlson might still be injured i don't know if that's true or not but
0: i mean mean, we'll see if
1: they can come back
0: i wouldn't doubt it in this in this st louis game i gotta point out they're wearing blue and they kind of look like seats i mean it it almost looks empty (laughs) i don't know why the hell you would give them this color
1: you want to touch on that series a little bit too that's been a
0: this well. has been wildly back and forth. I mean, St. Louis left Winnipeg uh, up 2 nothing, But it didn't quite feel... I mean, it was so back and forth. It, all the games were so close. And I mean, just Winnipeg couldn't catch a break. And, I mean, and so right now, they were able to cut the deficit in half in St. Louis. And I would not doubt at all if they win this game here too. And if I was St. Louis, I wouldn't be overly worried dropping two in St. Louis because it's been just it's been hair and nails close, if that's an actual saying. But these are two fantastic teams, and I mean, there's a reason I I said that one's gonna get bounced in the first round, and the other's gonna somehow win the Stanley Cup. Uh, obviously, an error, but uh, you know, I mean, yeah, there's a reason been for great it. Back
1: and forth series, very physical. I mean, I think, in my opinion, Patrick Lyon he stepped up big for Winnipeg. Oh, they needed him to. Played too. really well, then they needed it, right? I mean, it's been an even series.
0: Like, and bennington has been great tonight as well. I mean, last game, apparently, he was the only reason they were in it. I only, I only, I didn't actually get to watch that one. He was but okay, he wasn't great. He it wasn't was, great. it was the First beginning of the third. Great, I heard he it was. He'll probably even
1: tell you he could play better, and mm-hmm. he played better tonight.
0: Well, I mean, it happens too, and he's he's really answered the bell tonight. And this game, I mean, it's the pucks. It's gonna result. I, I think a sh- like just one little shitty play is gonna make the difference in this one. So, I mean, whoever wins this series is a legitimate threat because both of these teams are so well rounded, and they've got depth for days. They've got goaltending. I mean, Connor Halabuk is on and off, but I still think he is a very talented goaltender and can get it done. So, this is, its I'm really going to have my eye on this series moving forward. The West is just so close. It's been entertaining to watch. The East, I mean, they gave us the wow factor and my God, so happy that the playoffs are back.
1: (laughs) Hey, hey, it's the best time of the year, man.
0: 100%.
1: Good, good hockey all around. It's the first round's always the best too. Just all I mean,
0: yep. I mean, hopefully
1: we get some uh, seven game series. Hopefully not the Leaf series, but
0: any of the other ones. Oh man, I can't. I, uh, oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get some sort of uh, prescription if this Leaf game goes, go, Leaf series goes seven again because I don't know if my heart can take it. But yeah, I mean the the difference in physicality in the playoffs as well. I mean, look at the Leafs. It, when you looked at, I looked at individual games of their hits. I looked at the hit stats because I noticed that they were phys- they're noticeably getting hit more during the regular season. And, I mean, what, what's it right now? Is it even? Is dead even between them and Boston right now in yeah, terms of hits? Close. Yeah, they been like,
1: physical. I mean, I think in game one and three, they controlled the physical play game too got a lot of hand but other than that i thought the switch again help from jake muzzin for example Mm -hmm. but oh he's been dummying zach hyman too also how can we not mention mitch marner with those two block shots oh my
0: god five seconds
1: left when you have your leading point scorer, an absolute stud finesse player laying out his for the to block a shot for the team i mean how do you not rally around that i i I like i like where this team's headed i mean Oh. I'm not going to say I'm confident but hopefully they get the win tomorrow night and then we can all breathe a little bit cuz going back to Boston 2-2 uh, here come the nerves again.
0: Oh yeah. I mean going back to Boston you just know no matter what you just know what no matter if it's 3-1 2-2 9-3 2-3 whatever 90210 you just know that that Boston building is going to be absolutely rocking for game 5. And it's going to be a hostile environment to be in. But that's why I just love this sport so much.
1: One <laughs> other guy I wanted to touch on just quickly. I mean, Nathan McKinnon is an absolute stud. Like, this guy is unstoppable right now. The goal he scored in overtime in game two was just insane. The speed he entered the zone with. Like that, that, he was in the zone and half a second later the puck was in the net. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. And I think that goal changed the series really. Like the momentum swung their way, got a big win. Kind of feels break, like it. And who knows, if they can take another one, you never know. I mean, could we can oh, yeah. see another
0: upset. The wild the mo- I mean the most wild thing about Nathan McKinnon before his big breakout year last year was the fact that he used to play so he played so well in these tournaments for Team Canada, Team North America, and you just saw a legit superstar on the ice there. And it was always in the back of everyone's head. When is this guy going to break out and show you that over an 82-game season? Or in the playoffs? And now it's finally come to fruition. And unfortunately for him, it was after he signed his ticket. Holy hell. That guy would be $11 million if he signed this offseason. I guarantee it. But another unique thing about it, the way he stick handles, like he's... Moving faster than every single person on the ice, and he's stick-handling. Like, usually guys push the puck, but he's stick-handling, and he's moving at that speed. It's just, it's an absolute treat to watch him play. It's worth staying up till uh, 1 a.m. and getting two hours of sleep. That's another great series there that I expected uh, Calgary to have the big edge on that one. But it's good to see. Good to see that we're we're seeing good hockey all around. Oh.
1: It's been great. I mean, what else can you ask for? Hopefully, again, we get a couple that go seven games. We but
0: need, we need seven. Yeah, we'll
1: see. Hope, next time we talk, we'll, hopefully, it'll be at the end of the series, and we'll we'll uh, we'll know the matchups. But yeah, it's been good. Been a good first week and a half so far.
0: Oh, can't can't I couldn't ask for anything more. All right, uh, I think that pretty much wraps this episode up. Uh, thank you, thank you everyone for tuning in. As always, uh, subscribe to the podcast, follow us on social media, and check out the YouTube page, which is for some reason has a different name than everything else. But you know, it's still some great content. Anyways, thanks Josh for coming on. This was awesome. You Take care.